1: forever dog
0: hi anna hi andrew
2: and hey everybody else
0: And welcome to our podcast, Scary Scary Stories stories to Tell 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 on the Pod. It's a podcast about saying the name of your podcast wrong. (laughs) It's a podcast about podcasts. It's a podcast about (laughs) ghosts, about creepies, about ghouls, about villains. Uh, It is about scary stories, urban legends, things you tell us about that were ghost. Um, It's sort of like if the mean girl from swimming told you a story about seeing her dead grandma, but then she got in trouble and she had to apologize while crying. And then later she came up to you and said, I really did see her. That's, <laughs> that's, this is a podcast. Um, <laughs> is that fair? Uh, Andrew?
2: I think that, I think that might be the best way I've heard it put since we started. And Anna, since yeah. we started, it is our hundredth episode today.
0: Ooga. Hey, Oh. Uh, it's, Can you believe it is a skeleton jamboree? It is a we are playing xylophone on each other's little ribs. It's
2: been a full year since we've been doing this, um, which it
0: feels like it.
2: Yeah, it really does. It. I mean, it's been twelve years since March, right? Um, but we thank you all for sticking with us through it, and we wanted to do something special for our hundredth episode. So we're doing this two part hundredth. Creepstravaganza. There was absolutely a better term than that. I don't know why I improvised that off the top of my
0: head. We just came up with it right now, and there was plenty of time to... (laughs) No, I think Creepstravaganza is great.
2: Thank you so much. Thank you for your support, Anna. Um, But we wanted, with with this two-part episode, to uh, do something special. And so we decided to tap into the larger lore of our podcast... And bring on some special guests who you know and love and we know and love.
0: Yeah, it's sort of the way we've explored like different themes of the stories, like the crazy old witch down the block and, Mm -hmm. you know, children turning into animals. Um, And that's sort of the the lore of the lore. But this is the lore of the pod. So we're the characters from the podcast who we couldn't simply celebrate without.
2: And it seemed only appropriate that our first guest in our Creepstravaganza should be sister of the pod, <laughs> our resident gin expert. It's Ayan
3: Karsh. Ayan
2: Karsh.
3: What up? What up?
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, Ayan, when you agreed to do this, we were so beyond thrilled.
3: <laughs> I was uh, astounded. You asked. It was such a great idea.
0: <laughs> wow. Oh. Uh, they- yeah, you're our cool Canadian friend who like goes to a different that school. That an oxymoron,
3: cool
1: Canadian. <laughs> no,
0: <laughs> I think it's cool that you have like stuff, you know, like treats <laughs> and healthcare and whatever. Yeah, that's very cool.
3: Now, yeah, for sure.
2: Uh, and so we've asked Ayan on, a- as you, our listeners, know, Ayan has submitted multiple wonderful, creepy, beautifully told, scary stories. And she sent us one recently um, that is ghost related. And Ayan, we were wondering if you wouldn't mind telling us that story today on the
3: pod itself. I would love it. Real time interruptions. I'm here for it. Yes. Yes.
0: <laughs> also, Ayan um, just came back from the Canadian wilderness, right? Yeah, the, just the way yeah I'm so you're to go. like i'm about to oh go. you're about yeah. to go okay yeah so you you are you're steeped in the vibe of campfire story right
3: now for yeah i feel like you could just if i turn quickly that my hair will just send a campfire smoke scent to you
0: <gasps> oh uh, i can wow. smell it it smells like <laughs> someone used a lot of lighter fluid because the wood was wet <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <It's like laughs> Ayan, I,
2: I feel like that would be an amazing perfume commercial that you're the spokesperson for like I can just, I can just visualize like the hair swoop and then the smoke hitting a male model, you know?
3: Ooh, that'd be good. Yeah. <laughs> oh, great. Taking notes.
0: <laughs> so Ayan is our resident camp counselor of the pod, sister of the yeah. pod. Please, yeah. will you tell us your ghost story? And does your ghost story have a title?
3: Ooh. Um, I guess I could give it a title right now. It's yeah. going to be great because I improvised it and that's how it great. works.
1: That's
3: uh, of course. Yeah. How a ghost got me my first kiss.
0: <gasps> <Ooh. laughs> That's perfect. <laughs> okay, wow. Great. This okay, is good. Great. Okay.
3: The stakes are high. Okay. Yes. Um, I, I guess I'll just set the scene. I don't know. This is like. Please. Yeah, do okay. it. Um, so I don't know if your viewers know because it's a non-visual podcast, but I am <laughs> <laughs> a black person. Uh, and the first time I ever made a real white friend was in grade seven, middle school. I was like twelve or thirteen, and she—her name was Sarah. I won't hide her name because I doubt she does anything cool like podcast listening. But (laughs) um, yeah, so she—so cool. uh, She and I bonded over being latchkey kids. Uh, Both our parents worked, (laughs) so we had like an hour or two to do all the things kids get up to. And I was pretty sheltered, so I got up to nothing really besides like buying (laughs) slushies (laughs) and walking home. (laughs) Um, But she had this like gorgeous uh, two-story like not quite a Victorian house that was five minutes from our middle school, so I would quickly go there and just do all the things 12-year-olds do, which is mostly Googling things before Google was a thing. Maybe it was Alta Vista. I don't know. <laughs> wow. Alta, Alta Vista. Vista. I don't remember that. Yeah. Yes. Uh, the Babel Translate thing. That was very big for us. Oh, so I loved the
2: Babel. Tra- I remember thinking, like, <laughs> I am unstoppable now. I yeah. can communicate
0: with anyone. <laughs> I the was, world is mine
3: yeah.
0: <laughs> We were the United Nations of children We, could, we knew every exactly. language
3: <laughs> Right so we were like super into googling um, Just anything spooky We, I remember she did her class project On the Zodiac Killer <laughs> <gasps> oh, Sarah Good friend so we got, Yeah great So spooky And so her place was like a weird mix Of like Victorian 19th century style Um, like beautiful built-in things and like 70s design her parents didn't update at all (laughs) (laughs) so her house was like shag carpeting and there's this uh wooden um accordion that like closed between the stairs to the second floor to the main floor Mm -hmm. and the kitchen was like anyway it was it was it was a look the whole house was a look for sure (laughs) (laughs) so we would go there a lot, and I would hang out with her, being my fr- first white friend. She would just tell me things, and I'd assume it applied to all white people. <laughs> if reverse racism was real, I think we'd call it that, but we don't. So. <laughs> no, no, we don't. We
0: don't. We don't do this.
3: No. So that day, I remember we were talking to the cool boys, uh, and they were talking about how Marilyn Manson had removed <laughs> his ribs so he could, uh, you know, you know the rest.
0: <laughs> yes. How, make, what? he could make his own day yeah. <laughs> it
2: is astounding Aeon hearing you say because I'm just realizing like <laughs> there were uh, at least 20 boys in my middle school who like that fact was their entire personality like, yes. but, yeah. <laughs> that's what they had to contribute you know
0: it's already scary this is already
3: a scary story <laughs> that those boys were the cool ones yeah that's the (laughs) one so they had told us that and it was like a very i mean i again i was very sheltered so i don't fully grasp what that meant i just knew the idea that someone would do surgery to do a thing it's already like oh elective surgery that's so shocking (laughs) 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 so we decided to google it to like fact check it but again it wasn't real google i don't i guess i'll call it babble i don't even know what it was called but so we went to her house in her basement with like, uh, like freaks and geeks kind of basement, like uh. wood paneling and wrought iron stairs. And like, I don't know, it was, it was a going back in time for sure. So we were on her com- giant chunky computer looking up Marilyn Manson stuff. Um, and <laughs> oh, it's important to note she had two giant dogs that she would leave in the backyard <gasps> all the time. Um, they were like gorgeous. One was a husky mix who was like the softest, gentlest creature on earth. And the other one was uh, a German shepherd that was less so, but very sweet. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So she kept them outside. I was, I was, and still kind of, am afraid of dogs, whatever stereotype people want to fill with that one. Um, But (laughs) so, so she would keep them outside a lot when I was there. Um, And so like the backyard had like a gate and like it was all fenced in. And then there was the, like a... Screen door, and then the kitchen, and then from the ki- across from the backyard door was the basement, and so down the steps, that's where we were hanging out. So all the doors were open. It was like a early September day or something. Um, so we were hanging out and talking about Mary Manson, and she was like, "Wow, I can't believe he did that," potentially. And then I was like, "I don't get it. His music kind of sounds very mild to me. I don't know why he's so scarier." <laughs> uh, it was kind of like when we found out how. Hardcore Kiss was, but when we hear the music, it's like Dad Rock, and we're like, I don't get it. (laughs) Why are people afraid of this?
2: (laughs) Yeah, Dad Rock. It's yeah. It's so my my idea of the imagery of musicians compared to the actual music is just miles in between the two. Yeah,
3: truly. Yeah. So he had like I will say he didn't look scared. The whole eye contact thing he did and the weird oil hair. (laughs) Mm -hmm, (laughs) He didn't look, mm -hmm. you know, unappealing um yeah. so we we're like googling him taking the pictures and stuff and i just kept going on and on how i wasn't afraid of him which i wonder like what the ghost's uh opinion on <laughs> Marilyn manson was to like interrupt this train of thought um so i was just like yeah i don't get it you know it's not worth it yeah Keep going on speechifying and then we heard this like loud sound from upstairs and so the sound was loud enough to go over the Marilyn manson kind of rock music so we paused it and we just Kept hearing it. So she, my friend Sarah was convinced it was like a burglar because all the doors were open, which is like, if you're afraid of burglars, then why are you leaving the doors open? But whatever. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you have guard dogs that leave the doors unlocked. I, think I know. Yeah. Um, so we just hear the sound and she started freaking out. Like, you know, when someone's really afraid and they start babbling, like uh, their out loud thought process, like, oh my God, I didn't leave the door open. So it must be somebody coming in and like, just kind of. Totally. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So mm-hmm. she, I was getting annoyed. Maybe not the greatest friend at that age. Uh, so I was like, <laughs> obviously it's like a radio or some TV or something. Cause it's such a sustained sound. It's not like someone yelling or doing anything. It's just like audio and she's like, Oh, I don't think so. So I was like, I'll prove you wrong. I'm sure that'll be my last words at some point in my life. So I decided to go upstairs to like investigate. Uh, so like I'm creeping around corners and like looking around and, and very clearly her like old timey 1950s style, uh, like oven stove thing is like there's a a, next to the dial where the heat temperature for the oven is is like a radio built in and it's the lights on and like the dial parts like turned on so I was like oh obviously the radio just turned on i didn't think that that was strange i was just like now i know what it is i was like so (laughs) high on being right that it wasn't a person i didn't investigate at all
0: (laughs) high on being right is something very (laughs) relatable yes good
3: (laughs) So then I called down to her. I was like, "Oh, Sarah, obviously it's like a radio." And so she was so confused. I didn't know why she was confused. So when she finally came up, she was like, "I have never seen the radio turn on ever. I didn't even know it was like uh, ever- capable to be turned on. It was like a weird AM channel. Like it was for sure nothing that they had listened to during the day or anything." Mm. So as we were like, "That's so strange," I was like, "That you have this radio thing that you never turned on." Like then I, at that moment we both started to feel kind of creeped out. Like, "Oh, maybe something actually is happening."
1: Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to
3: diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. We're kind of, like, getting creeped out. I was trying to be rational again, and I was like, oh, well, if it was something, wouldn't your dogs bark? Because sometimes they would bark at the weird things, and she would joke, like, maybe it's a ghost, and uh, right. you we'd know, like, unpack that. So, but the dogs are totally chill, uh, like... It was almost, qu- the whole neighborhood was so quiet. And I was like, of course, that thing is happening. It's just us freaking ourselves out. Um, and then we heard like crazy loud thumping from the second story, like upstairs where the bedrooms are. Huh. Like uh, men in work boots thumping. Uh, and it, so it's, it scared us really badly. And so my first thought for some reason was that someone, I don't know why this was my first thought, but it, that someone had like climbed in from somewhere to get into the second floor. To, that's how they were breaking in. And I oh, that's like, the
2: scariest way to break in. Yeah, oh.
3: like a Spider-Man with like work boots. <laughs> 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 so he I forgot. Like, he forgot to, yeah. ta-
0: to <laughs> change into his little spider socks. He put on. He <laughs> had his tims on.
3: Yeah, his, his stickiness can work through any kind of material. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs>
3: <laughs> so I was like, okay, now it's a person. Now I know what kind of thing it is to fear. Like, I guess that's my weird control freak tendency of like, now I know what it is. I can face it um and sarah was still like spooked as she should be because that was really the the tension was high so i was like no <laughs> if it's a person i know what to do uh and then for not calling the police that's the crazy thing we didn't do that um so we were like okay if it's a person what do we do so i turned to her i was like how sure are you that it's not your family and she's like 100 percent like here's some boring my sister's at some club and my mom's at this other thing and like laden with details as to why they wouldn't be there.
2: But that's a really good question that you at like t- a 12 year old with the foresight to be like, before we are scared, could it be the most obvious thing in the world? <laughs> yes.
3: <laughs> I am the youngest of four kids. So my two brothers have terrorized me to the point to know that like <laughs> being scared isn't, doesn't mean anything. If we're like, oh, they man. scare you and you punch them, you still get in trouble for punching them. Being, <laughs> <laughs> I had imagined maybe it was her sister, like, kind of... Because that would be a really good prank. Like, two of us downstairs talking about how unscared we are. Like, that would be a... We're rife for the pranking, for sure.
4: Yeah.
2: Oh, classic older sibling prank. Surely. Yeah.
3: And her sister was kind of a bitch sometimes. So (laughs) I was like, oh, I bet she wouldn't do that. But then she's like, no, she's at this place or whatever. So I decided to be the brave one I don't know. Like, in hindsight, I think I just took that role on. But I like to pretend she forced me to do it. But really, it was my choice. So I go to the drawer... And I get like the biggest knife I can find. uh, And I'm like, I'll scare this guy, like me, a 12 year old. Like I was kind of tall, but like I'm sure everyone will still know what a 12 year old looks like and acts like. So not a a scary person. But so I go in, and so how the house is, is kind of like a small, um, everything's like very compact and close together. So when you leave the kitchen, you are entering the dining room almost immediately. And then immediately to the left of that is like the staircase to upstairs. And then to the left of the stairs is the living room, like sitting area that faces out to the front uh, yard. So I decided to walk super far into the dining room and like put the table between me and the stairs so I could like look from a safe distance. I thought I was being so smart. And uh, <laughs> and throughout this, Sarah is just in the doorway of the kitchen and not like participating. She's just watching what happens. Um, so I'm like, again, like from the, the, the dining room tables in the way of the stairs and the accordion wooden thingy is like in front of the stairs closed. So again, I turned to her, I was like, oh, I was like, are you sure no one's home? Like, maybe we just didn't hear them, they were sleeping or something or, and she's like, no, no one's here. So I'm losing confidence because I'm holding this knife and I'm like, I am not strong enough to like, if some person just pushed me, I'm sure I'd fall over. <laughs> so I have a thought of like, I could hurt myself with this knife, maybe I shouldn't have it. And then I remembered um, being a latchkey kid, Oprah was a big part of my life. So I remember an Oprah episode where she was we talking about like, how, like the, the statistics of someone harming a family member with the weapon they want to use for self-defense is higher than actually getting, uh, harming like the person who's breaking into your house. Wow. Like that's why you shouldn't have guns unlocked and like there's a whole thing. Um, so I had that memory. I was like, Oh, this is like a tangible memory, uh, of this could hurt me. So I was like choosing to put the knife down. And as I put the knife down, I was like, reality was kind of coming back to me and I was like, Oh, I bet it's her dad. And she just doesn't know because her parents are divorced. Uh, and I was like, so what if it's your dad? Because like, it sounds like a man just snopping around. Like if it was someone who wanted to scare us, they would have already done something. And if it was like a thief, there's nothing upstairs that I know. I mean, I don't know her house, but like I would imagine the upstairs isn't where you start when you're robbing someone's house. Uh, so I was like trying to flood it with logic. And she just was like, no, it's, I know it's not my dad. Like he's out of town or something like we're super sure. And so right when I'm kind of getting frustrated that she's not entertaining any possibility besides just being scared, the... I go to like open the accordion door and then right then the sound like picks up. So it sounds like someone is coming to investigate the door opening. Uh. So it's like stopping towards the stairs. So then we both freak out even more. And so I'm the only one facing the stairs because she's still in the doorway of the kitchen. So I'm the Mm -hmm. only one like clear line of sight and I don't see anybody. But I hear them coming from one of the rooms, coming to Uh. the top of the stairs and then like pausing And so right when they pause, I was like, I'm looking at it and I see like, it's like, uh, like really, I mean, we filmed a horror movie in her house because it's that much creepy lighting. It's like the others, like everything's kind of like clear uh, curtains, but like just dark lighting. It's just really moody upstairs. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. So everything, so the figure was backlit, but I knew he wasn't like (sighs) an actual person. It was very like translucent figure. So I'm like making eye contact with this giant hulking man uh, at the top of the stairs but I know it's not real. It's like a translucent figure. And I, I'm just, like, agape staring at it. Oh. And so Sarah's like, what's wrong? What's wrong? And then he just stops, like, starts running down the stairs towards me. <gasps> and the, oh. the, the se- Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I'm so sorry.
2: That, that was an involuntary oh, my God.
3: Wow. <laughs> no, yeah, the, the stomping, truly, like, I feel like for the rest of my life, the sound of work boots on carpeted stairs is going to haunt me for the rest of my life. Like, yeah. he just came charging right at me. And so I just put my hands up, like, to protect myself. And then he just evaporated. Like, nothing was there. It's totally gone. Oh, God. Yeah. Oh, no, no. (laughs) No, 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 for sure. Yeah. And I was just screaming, like, a loon. I was so loud screaming. Like, you know when people are on a roller coaster and you're, like, you pass by and you're, like, okay, it's not that scary. Like, that kind of (laughs) 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 screaming.
2: Full, full-throated,
3: tongue-out screaming, yeah. All right. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You're, like... I get it's fun, but come on, you're in public. <laughs> Grow up. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like screaming. And so like, I'm like hoarse with how loud I was screaming. So when I stop, I turned to Sarah and I'm so scared. I was like, oh my God, can you believe what we saw? And she's like, I didn't see anything.
2: <laughs> oh no, Sarah.
3: Yeah. Oh God. Sarah. It was, What a bummer. It was like, How do I know what I saw then if you didn't see it? It was like immediately like, How do I know it was real? And she's like, Well, we heard the sounds. Like she was like comforting me to affirming it was real, but like, I was like, But you didn't see it. Oh my god. And it was like the worst. I wanted to run away. I was so scared. But she like grabbed my arm. It must have been a clear on my face because she grabbed my arm and she's like, if you leave, I'm here alone. And I was like, (gasps) okay, right. Yep, you're right, you're right, you're right.
0: (laughs) oh my god oh
2: you're a good friend i'd be like hey goodbye i've never seeing you again
3: <laughs> we're no longer friends
0: i'm tw- like i've grown up we're now doing the like bifurcation between middle school and high school where you're not like friends with your middle school friends goodbye
3: yeah <laughs> i'm instigating it today yeah <laughs> yeah
0: it's happening usually it's a gradual thing but let's just call it
3: <laughs> a formal handshake it's been nice see you later yeah. <laughs> Oh my yeah, god. Yeah, no, she, she clung to my arm and, like, wouldn't let go, and I was, like, okay, valid. I And so we talked about it. I was, like, I'm very scared, and I know you're scared, and I don't want to leave you alone, but if I saw it, does that not make you more scared? Like, what if I'm making it worse, you know? And she's, oh. like, just sit with me. So, like, we sat in the love seat, like, no TV, nothing on, just sat in silence oh. until someone came home. And then as soon as oh. her sister came home, I grabbed my backpack and just ran. We didn't talk about it at all. It was, like, let's not unpack this dark box cardboard box in our in our brain forever
2: (laughs) i don't blame you at all wow yeah of course oh my god i would have done that if like i was over at a friend's house and we saw a scary episode of wishbone like (laughs) it it just (laughs) if a if a specter in work boots ran at me uh, I'd have to move to another state.
3: <laughs> oh yeah, and it was like this. Our school was just as old as her house, so like, the vibe was permanent. Like, like once I knew that like her house could be haunted, I started thinking like, is everything in this neighborhood haunted?
2: <laughs> oh boy. Yeah, it was. Oh, oh,
3: no. It was bad. So how it leads to the kiss because I didn't forget the title. Um, oh please, yeah. The so because it was such a scary thing, we both realized we were too chicken shit to be alone in that house. And valid, <laughs> but. So, she just started inviting all the, quote, cool boys, the same ones you told us about Marilyn Manson, <laughs> oh. to come.
1: Yeah. So, They're we back. would have,
3: like, like 12-year-old, uh, what do you call it, bagel bite parties. <laughs> oh! <laughs> we uh, love
2: it. That just brought me to such a specific place, and I could taste it.
0: Ayan, so, thank you.
3: Thank you, Ayan, for the bagel you're bites. You're welcome. Yeah, this is also somatic therapy, so you're welcome. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah. So then it was like one of the cool boys was my first kiss. He was a he was a loser. I regretted it immediately, but it happened. So <laughs> it's, do you, it's good. To, <laughs> oh, sorry.
0: No. Do you remember like what song was playing or if there was a movie on or something?
3: We were watching. Um, I forgot what it's called. You know when they would? It wasn't behind the music, but it was that thing where they unpack a music video. Um, oh, a
2: uh, uh, pop up video or behind the music? Was it on like VH1? Yeah,
3: something like that. So it was like a Janet Jackson video that they were like unpacking why her dance moves were so important and oh, this outfit meant something and oh that's yeah. cool yeah,
0: yeah i don't that's, fully know what that is but
2: i think the first I, I had a i had a weird thing in my childhood into teendom where every kiss i had was to the song free falling and i can't i can't tell you whether the song, whether it was like a Pavlovian thing where like the song was playing and I was like, well, I guess it kiss now,
0: We're or
2: whether it was like an amazing synchronicity, but yeah, that was the that was the first. And that, I mean, now I'm gay, so whatever. But like it's, that <laughs> early it's, on was a recurring theme.
0: It was the effect of Dad Rock on you. It yeah. was it, it made was, you act, act out. Of dad rock. <laughs>
3: the African wow. of that of that genre. Oh my god, that
2: would be a great drag king name, Dad Rock.
3: Yeah, that's spelled R O C K C C Q U E or something. Yeah.
0: Exactly. Yes. Exactly. Yes.
3: Wow. Oh yeah. I like that a
0: lot. Very Tim Curry vibes. Um, wow. So a first kiss since
2: a first kiss made possible by a, a horrifying otherworldly experience.
3: Yeah, and and some women would argue all dating relationships are like that.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, something scared me really bad, and then I started kissing men. Yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, Ayan, this is uh, this is so scary for a variety of reasons, obviously. Um I also think like something about that particular age when you mm-hmm. are past the point of like total childhood like fanciful imagination, but your brain isn't isn't yet an adult's. Um and so everything you experience is not only like at the peak of of like um scared child brain but also at the peak of like intense feelings adult brain which to me makes everything scarier
3: and you know what you don't know so you're like this could be a very simple explanation but i don't know it yet
4: oh that's a really good point
0: those are both really good points yeah like you you have a combination of the ability to be in control of stuff but absolutely no control over anything (laughs) yeah (laughs) oh my god
2: did you rem- remind me? Did you, in terms of like the description of the apparition you saw, like mm-hmm. did it have any defining features, or did it exist kind of in like that like um, vague shadowy shape? Like what what? How would you describe it?
3: I think it's also one of those things like most of my gin stories. It's one of those things I repressed for so long until I sure. got into ghosty things, and I'm like, oh wait, I did have this strange experience. So like, oh. it's like comes to me in waves a bit but this one i think i think i thought i had never seen him or I had no visual so every time i would tell the story at like parties and stuff it was just footsteps until like pretty recently wow. then i was like oh actually no i think i saw what the person looked like um wow. and it's a very particular look if if you ever research like old-timey like uh canadian loggers and stuff like oh this is like boring history but ottawa no. where i'm from is like the nation's capital but it was chosen like way later when the country was kind of forming um, and it was a less – it wasn't, like, a cool city. It was, like, a, a rugged country logging place or port or something. So they just decided to make it there because they assumed it would be a calmer uh, place in Toronto or Montreal because those are very busy and, like, um, like, too many tourists. So a lot of it was very, like, un – there'd be huge swaths of, like, unused um, land, you know, that's mm-hmm. stolen from, you know, right. Indigenous people and then just not used for huge periods of time. Um, so, like, I'm pretty sure that neighborhood was, like, built – first and then they like were continuing to log it while they lived there mm-hmm. i could be way off if if there's a historian <laughs> who wants to write in <laughs> it's but me like, a real you're specific... right yeah <laughs> i've decided yeah. i'm right and we'll receive no criticism uh... <laughs> <laughs> oh my god uh, but yeah i like a look of like a like a lumberjack just like huge broad shoulders like uh baggy flannel uh like really grimy pants and work boots and then he had like blonde hair but like i guess like ashy blonde but like very like not uh combed or anything you know when someone just takes off wow. a helmet or takes off a hat yeah wow. yeah like that
2: oh that's such a good evocative specific too
0: do you have like wow. a, an approximate time period that you feel like his vibe was from or Ooh. is it just like um, vague past
3: i think yeah, for sure, vague past because also Canada, <laughs> where we were like, quote, settle, settled for a long time before it became a country. So like, I actually right. don't know, time wise. Plus, I'm an yeah. immigrant, so I don't know very much about Canada in general. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> but I think it was. My guess would be, uh, like nineteen like O's, like just before the nineteen tens. Right. right. I guess yeah, the nineteen hundreds is the word. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I, I think nineteen O's is a lot and better. I much prefer
2: nineteen O's.
0: It sounds wow. like a good cereal. That 19- also 19,
2: 19 O's sounds like a good um like unit of measurement for how impressed you are by something. Like <laughs> oh, nineteen I mean, oh O's. O's,
0: yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> That's exactly it. Um it's, it's really interesting to me in terms of like um, – in terms of lumberjack ghosts because mm-hmm. that is – because weirdly like lumberjack and coal miner ghosts kind of fall into a category I feel of like turn of the century blue collar specters. You know,
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, ghosts going to work.
2: <laughs> yes, ex- working yeah. ghosts, and
0: that's that's
2: like I feel like a lot of themed haunted houses are like haunted forest, haunted lumberjack, haunted mine, haunted yeah. miner. Yeah. Um, and and I would also wager to say that like for lumberjacks, I'm just thinking about how scary it would have been to be a lumberjack back back then too. You
1: know,
3: <laughs> truly, yeah, it was a very dangerous job.
2: Hugely dangerous. In fact, I looked it up. It continues to be that and um, fishermen, like uh, commercial fishermen, are the mm-hmm. two most dangerous jobs in North America, which nice. is astounding to me. But it makes sense.
3: And in Ottawa, we have this, uh, we call it canal, but it's like a built or like a constructed river, I guess. Like We have the Ottawa River, but it's this series of locks and stuff that like make it uh the water float in the direction that they wanted it's like very pretty and in this winter it's like the longest um skating rink that's like free form or like not oh, in yeah. a building i guess is but it's so <laughs> uh um, so like but before that they would that's how they would put the logs so they just chop a bunch of trees chuck the logs in the water and then ride the logs down the river yes and that's so, where uh, yeah. that's Whoa, where like geez. log
2: flume rides come from that's where like the yes. of that comes from
3: yeah yeah
0: it wow. sounds fun, but I'm sure in reality it's just very
3: loud and cold. Yeah, and a lot of them would like fall and get crushed by all the, the tens of logs and stuff. Tens of thousands? Uh, I don't know. Tens? <laughs> tens of logs. It's very
2: indicative that in spite of all the very clear danger in, in being a logger, my first thought is like, and when the logs go in the waters, I bet spiders come out of them. <laughs> 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 like, wow. <laughs> I really... I really couldn't I really couldn't oh have survived God. if I was born a year earlier than I was I'm in I'm in the
0: exact
2: I'm exactly oh where I my need to be
0: God. I, I um, like the idea of a like a a, a vague past blue collar worker asking timidly if there will be spiders <laughs> <laughs> no, I just quit the coal mine for this very reason <laughs> um, that is
2: yeah that is an important consideration I think yeah. um, um so Ayan. that's oh, that's
0: one specific ghost but Ayan, you you are there's something about you yeah that the ghosts they like to show themselves to you yeah you've you've seen ghosts or gin yeah, or I, spirits of some sort
3: yeah it's one of those things where if i was uh like a mom in her mid-40s and it wore a lot of silver bangles I would call myself an empath. <laughs> 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 I don't feel confident in calling myself that, but I think, yeah, a lot of spookies have found me.
2: Yeah. With, and, with... and we're so grateful that you've been able to share them with us very generously.
3: Oh, no problem. And I want you to know, these are you're the only podcast I've shared them with.
2: Wow! <gasps> wow, we got the yeah. exclusive. We exclusive. got the we got the Ion exclusive. Um, <laughs> thank you so much for sharing this with us, Ion. It's such no a problem. good story. I whoever that cool whoever that cool boy was, he's the lucky one. You know what I mean? <laughs> he got
3: yeah. so close to greatness. Yeah,
0: he
2: did. He did.
3: <laughs> I just picture the
0: the log man ghost, sort of with his arms folded and smiling, nodding, and then like <laughs> just gets ghost dirt all over the carpet. <laughs>
2: I fully am imagining it just as Paul Bunyan <laughs> at this point.
0: Yeah. Paul Bunyan. And then he goes out the side of the building and crawls up to the roof and then <laughs> farts, I guess. I don't know. I don't have the
3: ending. And then flies, apparently, because you can do that. Oh, f- yes. That's yes. Right. Paul Bunyan. Anything.
0: <laughs> well, we so appreciate you as our, our sister of the pod and our most valuable um uh, what do they call them? Lightning rod of ghost activity. Um, oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thank you for being uh, sort of a, a, a go-between um, between us and our favorite things, which are ghosts. Yes, I love um, to be
3: that filter of like, you can hear it and be scared, but not have to see it.
2: Exactly, yeah. exactly. And that is kind of what our whole thing is.
3: <laughs> exactly.
2: Ion. Um, you're just the very best we're so thrilled to have been able to have you you're welcome back anytime uh and to our gentle listeners uh you can follow ayan at re underscore representation she's an amazing anti-racism educator and life coach please do check her stuff out and hire her because boy oh boy we could all use that in our lives (laughs)
3: that's the real scary story here folks
2: and and thank you yes we are (laughs) we are primarily a woke scary stories podcast
0: yeah we just went and seen and then the spotlight came up on you and it went down on like the the cool teen party behind you and then you step forward (laughs) and say hi i'm ayan karsh
3: <laughs> you may think seatbelts are uncool, but I got some of the. Oh yes. I really, I really do
2: need this show to happen. I love it. I'd love it so much if the entire like um, morality story had nothing to do with what the moral was in the end. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Just take oh, Ch- Child guard
2: look. on medication <laughs> bottles are important, and you need to respect <laughs> them. Yeah.
0: <laughs> like what? But you just said something about seep. oh boy. <laughs> That's all. That's
3: all. I good. Uh, thank
2: you again and again. We sure do love you here on the pod.
3: Oh, I love you guys so much too. Don't worry. That's a waiting
0: to say. <laughs> <laughs> no. Weird as in and best. We'll
2: have you back. We'll have you back on our two hundredth episode to unpack that and together we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna work through it.
3: <laughs> Sounds great. That's <laughs> only reasonable. Yeah,
2: yeah. Oh Thank you so much, Ayan.
3: No problem.
2: Oh my gosh, Ayan is such a dream guest. The
0: best. I I've had this sort of frequently in adulthood. Where now that I'm in a relationship, you think that that like giddiness of like, ooh, they like me is just done. But like, I've had it <laughs> with friends a bunch, and I'm having it in a major way right now with Ayan. It's really exciting. It's it's a
2: very I was just reading this thing about um, how your brain functions as an adult making new friends <laughs> versus as a kid. And and that there is like a comparable it's like a comparable part of your brain is activated to the part that activates when you like have a crush as a kid.
0: It just I've, I've had it where like you're in a zoom with many people and then someone DMs you their number. Uh, and I absolutely melt. It's like Nick Carter came to my school. and it's like your mom signed a letter we're getting married (laughs) like hell yeah
2: and i'm very grateful to say that uh to close out the episode today anna um we have two scary ideas for things that could happen (gasps) from two of these same sort of people who were um friends we made in adulthood yes and and some of our most favorite guests of the pod uh our first scary idea for things that could happen is from aunt of the pod, mm-hmm. Paul F. Tompkins.
4: You grew up on the East coast, but have lived on the West coast for many years. Now you find yourself visiting your hometown for the first time in quite a while. It's just as you remember it. You go out for a walk. It begins to snow You're tightly bundled up because your blood has gone thin all those years living under the sun. You have a scarf wrapped round your face. You take a moment to stop and look around at the beauty of the snow falling. You unwrap your scarf to get a good, fresh lungful of icy eastern air. As you exhale, you see the familiar cloud of breath form in front of your face. But it doesn't dissipate. It hangs there in front of you. It gradually begins to form a shape. There's a a face in the cloud of breath. The mouth opens and says, don't you miss the change of seasons? And the cloud gets bigger and bigger and bigger, and it envelops you. And then you're not there at all.
0: That That could could happen. happen. That absolutely (laughs) could happen.
2: I cannot tell you how surreal and wonderful it is that esteemed comedian and raconteur Paul F. Tompkins
0: (laughs) is our friend. He takes showers and puts on suits. How could I be friends with such a person? It's a very,
2: uh, I don't know, this probably makes me a goon to say, but like every day, every day that I have friends, I am a grateful Shut man. Shut
0: up. No, it's true. <laughs> oh my God. Thank you, Paul. Oh, thank you for thank you, Paul. bringing the scares. Paul was our first ever guest. That's- Isn't that wild? Absolutely true. That's legally true. Yeah. For Halloween. Yeah. And now it's sort uh, of like Halloween because it's the 100th episode. <laughs>
2: I know. It's sort of like Halloween because it's the 100th episode and we're all trapped in our homes. Um, and oh my gosh, if you haven't listened to uh, to Paul and his wife, Janie Haddad Tompkins' podcast, uh, Stay F. Homekins," it is such a deeply calming, funny, comforting podcast. I love it very much. It comes out every Friday, I believe. Highly recommend it. Good day. Good day. Good
0: day. And Andrew, we've got one other scary idea for things that could happen
2: I cannot believe
0: this is from the the welcome to Night Vale of the pod <laughs> <laughs> the illustrious the esteemed the very twitter Mara Wilson
1: somebody tells you a secret you are sworn not to tell But the secret is so fascinating. It's so exciting that you just wish you could tell somebody. But no, you're not allowed to tell. And they make that very, very clear. So you go home, you think about the people that you wish you could tell, and then you take out your journal, you open to a page, and you start to write, and you write down the secret. But as you start to write, you notice the ink getting thicker and thicker, and you start to feel more and more tired, until finally you pick up the pen and you realize you're writing in your own blood. (gasps) That
0: That could could happen. happen.
2: Wow. Mara, (laughs) so... Mara and Anna and I go way way back. We do. Uh, we all went to NYU together at Playwrights Horizons
0: Theater School. It's just and a boneyard of dreams. It's very just, scary.
2: Just a true boneyard of dreams. And Mara coming in, coming in. Mara was like immediately cool, like older sibling vibes. Um, always had a cool lipstick color. Yes. And like. I just remember at one point I was like a dumb freshman like sitting in the lobby. Um, and and it's bizarre to... It's bizarre to think about this now where it was just like a group of 19-year-olds guessing like who was going to win the Tony. and uh, And I remember Mara like in a very friendly, non-judgmental way saying like, hey guys, and if you like Broadway, you should check out some stuff downtown too. And like Whoa. that just sounding so cool and being like she's right downtown is where i need to be
0: <laughs> she has been at the bottom of the town She's the only person i need to know <laughs>
2: <laughs> but mara is an incredibly talented writer an incredibly funny storyteller so you can follow her on twitter at mara right stuff
0: and she does and she sure Thank does you, mara. and she's really good at it thanks for being such a treat of the pod yes um Andrew, we're so fortunate. This is something that we started because we like and miss each other and we both love ghosts. Um, and it's been really exciting to see people getting involved and catching on. And No, um,
2: it's, it's also such a delight for us to know, um, like, this is something we started and we really were like, this will be a thing that our friends just listen to and it'll be an excuse for Anne and I to be goofy on the internet together. Uh, But the fact that we get so many messages from Australia and Canada and England and all over the world, like it's just such a delight to be able to share this time with you all. I know that sounds like really hacky and corny, but (laughs) I really do mean it.
0: It is true. It does feel a little sherry. Um, And in these unprecedented times, now more than ever, (laughs) we need each other. We do it. It yeah. I know,
2: and it's like I, I know that sometimes that's that can sound cheap when, like, um, you know, Cracker Jack and Toyota are telling it to us on commercials every day. Do <laughs> Jacks have two, commercials.
0: Our two biggest corporations, absolute conglomerate, <laughs> evil Jack. empires. Elon Musk of Cracker Jack. Yeah, I mean, if you haven't
2: seen. I was about to I was about to call Cracker Jack's new streaming service Cracker, but I'm not gonna do that.
0: No, 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 that no. It would be no. called Jack. Yeah, people that's like it. it.
2: It would it would absolutely be called like Jack TV. Yeah, um, like
0: you'd see someone you know who just bought a house, and you'd be like, "What are they working on that they bought a house?" They'd be like, "Oh yeah, they're doing a a series for Jack."
2: Yeah, it's that competitive show where people paint bowls. It's really good.
0: <laughs> and then it would never come out, but they'd just be rich forever. <laughs>
2: I would love, honestly, if that could be my career, just being paid to make things that never come out, I would love that. Oh, the best. So while this is the end of part one of our 100th episode, fear not, because on Wednesday, part two is going to come out, and we got some guests that are going to make your wig go up into the sky and never come back.
0: Yeah, you're going to, it's going to be, it's going to be, I won't give it away, Mm -hmm. but I will say it'll be. it's it's, think um think uh quiet stallions (laughs) that's after this point the
2: podcast will be known as quiet stallions it'll be hugely confusing um
0: like they're horses but they don't make a lot of sound (laughs) famously
2: horses are loud so if there can be a quiet horse that's a gag um oh yeah and I, I, it's just been such a fun 100 episodes with you and I can't wait to keep doing it.
0: Andrew, you're the Prince of Kings. <laughs> um, you're a den of thieves. <laughs> thank you so much for all the work you do and for being so hosty and lovely and, oh, well, uh, and good.
2: Oh, and thank you to our guests today, Ayan, Paul F. Tompkins, Mara Wilson, and of course, all of you gentle listeners. We love you lots.
0: But And we do have to ask... Just because you've walked all over our rug with your work boots and your Spider-Man outfit and your flannel and your flattened out helmet hair and you're just making a big mess. Get Get out.
1: Forever
2: Dog. This has been a Forever Dog production. Executive produced by Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. For more original podcasts, please visit foreverdogpodcasts.com